Hello, listeners, and welcome to the month of October with Fatal Follower Presents, a podcast. It has been about a month since we last touched base and since I offered my recommendations for movies, books, magazines, and so forth. There's a lot that I have to recommend on this episode, and I wanted to uh, get to that. But first, I wanted to thank you all for your ongoing support in the podcast and reaching out to me, as you always do, uh, whether it's on Horror Amino, whether it's on Facebook, or just through email. So I appreciate you all, and I'm so excited for you to share in the horror recommendations that you all continue to send me and that I try to find and see what's out there so that I can recommend to others. So thank you for that. Up first, we have one that was available to in theaters on October 6th. However, some of these, there may be a little bit of a lag in me being able to cover because there's just been so much for me to cover and I don't do these podcast episodes as frequent as I would like. So I'm gonna give you a whole bunch of recommendations for today's episode. Um, and then you will be able to find some of these on video on demand or maybe even on uh, physical media. So the first one is called Vindicta and it stars Jeremy Piven, Elena Camp. Porus and Sean Astin. So kind of an interesting cast. Um, this is available to buy on digital right now at this time of the episode, and it will eventually get a physical media release. Um, so this is directed by Sean McNamara, and essentially it is about when a city is terrorized by a sadistic serial killer, a seasoned detective and a newly recruited paramedic are forced into a deadly game of vengeance, only to discover the key to stopping the bloodshed lies in unlocking the truth of their own haunted pasts. Now, this was um, this was an interesting watch because it took me back to a time of the early 90s when serial killer thrillers were the mainstay, whether it's at the multiplex or at the video store. So this has that element to it, that uh, that storyline, that cop police drama. Um, here it's kind of integrated with this paramedic character uh, played by uh, Elena Camporis. Um, what it does, though, differently is it kind of inserts a little bit of an unstoppable slasher vibe to it. Um, and I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil any of the recommendations I have today. Uh, but there is those gory deaths that um, are pervasive in slasher movies that are kind of in this movie. And there, there is that masked killer aspect to this. Um, the cherub-faced um, killer from Valentine um was always a favorite of mine and so i liked the mask in this one this is actually a, a mask of michelangelo the the famous sculptor painter uh, artist and so this was kind of an interesting um sort of visual element to this uh, but this is by paramount so this will be available eventually for paramount uh, streamers if you are a streamer only and if you're looking to pick this up um i would say out of 10 i would probably give this maybe like a six out of 10 um and really because it it scratched that serial killer slasher vibe 
Um, it has a very old school approach to it. It's kind of campy, so be prepared for that. Some of the dialogue in it is pretty hammy, but that does appeal to some of the senses of mine, and it does uh, seem to call out to me those kinds of movies. So I recommend it if you get a check if you get a chance to check it out. All right, so another one that I got to check out uh, ahead of time, this was available, uh, it is actually the first Mongolian horror feature to release in the States. It's by Freestyle Digital Media. And uh, this will be available uh, for video on demand as well. I don't know about the actual physical uh, uh, release for this one, um, but it is... It actually did really well at South by Southwest Film Festival. Uh, for any of you horror uh, festival nerds out there, uh, this is this is kind of kind of your maybe your cup of tea. Um, what's it about? Well, when city dwellers Erkimi and Selinge arrive at an old cabin deep in the Mongolian wilds, a foreboding settles over the couple. Erkmi's seemingly keen desire to provide a safe and nurturing space for his artistic wife is at odds with the violent actions and mannerisms their quizzical neighbor observes. As the neighbor digs deeper for the reason behind this aberrant behavior, only one, only more questions and trouble arise from this. Um, so this is, uh, there is, it's a director team, Batar Batuska. Um, so I don't, know if it's one that I would necessarily recommend to most of uh, the listeners out there. Uh, for me, it wasn't my cup of tea. Um, I would say for me, unfortunately, it was a five out of 10. However, I think there are people out there that like that um, psychological thriller aspect to their horror movies. And this one does have um, a sort of twist to it that I did not see coming. Um, but I think the twist also kind of pegged it down a little for me. And it just kind of switches genres a little bit that were a little bit abrupt. And it wasn't my cup of tea. But I think if you get a chance to check it out, Aberrant uh, may be your cup of tea. So definitely look out for that. I do appreciate some of the visuals and also the cinematography in this were uh, was was really cool. So check it out if you're into that sort of thing. And the last one that I got to screen ahead of time um, is called The Bell Keeper. And this is actually going to be out this week, Friday the 13th, right? So there was a huge release that I'll get to later, The Exorcist Believer, that was supposed to drop on Friday the 13th in theaters, and it got brushed aside for Taylor Swift's Eras Tour. So, um, so, so this may be something that you might want to check out that's new on October 13th. Uh, it will be available on DVD on December 5th for all of you collectors out there. Um, like I said, it's called The Bellkeeper. It's from the creators of Final Destination. So this is directed by Colton Tran, and it is about a group of friends. They travel to a haunted campsite with a mysterious bell. According to legend, if you ring the bell at midnight, a murderer will appear. This group's plan to debunk the myth goes awry as they discover that the truth is stranger and far more frightening than fiction. So this was an interesting movie for me because I didn't know anything about it. I did end up watching the trailer 
And uh, I, I was curious, uh, oh, and this is, um, this does have uh, Randy Couture in it from The Expendables, uh, which I, and Bonnie Aarons. Um, Chaz Bono's also in this, which uh, this, the cast surprised me when I, when I popped this in for a screen. And uh, so, you know, I wasn't sure how I felt about it because halfway in, I was like, oh, okay, so this is going to be, you know, one of those so- sort of low budget uh, slasher movies. And it does have that aspect to it, but there is sort of a turn uh, and about face for the genre that this is. And I, I actually kind of appreciated that, um, but I was okay with the mythology that they had built for the bell keeper. I kind of wish uh, the, the, that the two movies that this felt like they could have been separated a little bit or just one or the other. Um, so that's really my gripe with this. In the end, I did like some of the characters. I liked some of the humor that started to become more prevalent in it. And uh, I did appreciate this movie. I thought this was really fun. It was a six out of 10 for me. Um, it's not going to you know, change any minds out there. It's not, um, I, I don't think when I hear from the creators of Final Destination, um, I think that is a high bar to go above. Um, this certainly did not for me. I mean, Final Destination is always going to be um, from those creators the top for me. But this was a fun watch. Uh, it's got a spooky vibe, and I think uh, some of you might actually uh, get into it. Um, I had fun with it, and like I said, that will be available this Friday the thirteenth uh, in some theaters and on demand. And then you can check out the DVD on December fifth. So another movie that I got to watch um, is The Pumpkin Man. And that was a movie I blind bought from Screen Team Releasing. Screen Team Releasing has some really fun uh, throwback uh, movies that uh, they work with indie uh, writers and directors, and they're able to put up some awesome art that we all appreciate and love love our horror uh, VHS art from the heyday of horror movies going to the going to the VHS and the video store and checking out all those covers so they really excel in how they market their their movies with the indie directors uh, this was a really fun watch um, it's directed by Ryan sheets and it is essentially, the town's history is intertwined with the pumpkin man, a local legend. Most people don't believe the tales, but when Catherine Quinn discovers a missing piece of the legend, she and her friends come face to face with in Kerbis, the demon of fall. So you had me at town's history, pumpkin man, local legend, and demon of fall. Like all those elements just worked for me. I love the mythology and the legend that they create here. There is some um, highs and lows with, you know, the acting and the characters. I don't know if it necessarily um, needed the detective angle in this. I think it kind of brought me out of the movie a little. I liked the friends uh, group and I liked the story. I think sometimes when indie productions, they insert this cop element, it kind of, it's, it's so apparent that uh, this is not a police force, that that can sometimes um, bring the quality of the story to a weird place, at least for me, that's my opinion. Um, But overall, I did like this, I did appreciate this, really good gore uh, effects in this for some kills. Um, Love the look of the pumpkin man. This is one that I would definitely pull back out and insert into my local um, indie, 
Halloween rotation for the season. So um, good job on putting together what looked like an awesome theatrical movie for a small independent feature. So I appreciate that. Um, and this one for me uh, is going to be a six out of 10, but it's a solid watch that I am glad that I own this. So check it out if you can. It's called The Pumpkin Man from 2023. Oh boy. So I have one more. Well, I have lots more, but I'm going to get to this one because this is also from Screen Team releasing. And this was another blind buy for me. Um, I owned the very first 1031 movie. I didn't end up picking up the second one because there were some segments in it that I just couldn't get into. Um, but I'm glad I picked up 1031 Part 3 because this one uh, really did work for me for that Halloween anthology itch that I needed scratched. And um, this one has segments directed by M Michael Balif, who we've had on the show in an interview. Uh, he did The Witching Season, um, and he does a segment in this called House of the Mummy, which was really fun. And uh, if you like want some sort of Goosebumps uh, adaption. This is not a Goosebumps adaption, but if you want a Goosebumps adaption, like from one of the books, uh, and you want it to be a little bloody, like a rated R, I think you'll get a lot out of the House of the Mummy. It just had that vibe of uh, a Goosebumps a rated R uh episode essentially it was it was really cool i liked it i hope this is complimentary <laughs> michael if you're listening um so this was really fun um the mummy in it is really cool it's it has that uh um haunted imprinted item uh story to it that i really dig in in horror movies um so this was really fun i'm always looking forward to what michael puts out um so kudos to him and his team for uh house of the mummy segment on this also zane hirschberger who we've had on the show to interview um he he did a segment in this he did a, he did one of my favorite segments in the very first 1031 um and this one is again another one of my favorites it's called hack in the box and i'm a huge fan of horror dolls in horror and uh so i really dug this um todd martin did the segment old man gross which i thought was really effective um so that was really great um jacob Perrette, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, he did one in this called The Locksmith, and uh, I would really love to see it expanded into either another segment or a full-length feature. Um, it it definitely scratches the itch of old-school giallo and uh, really cool deaths, really awesome um, uh, locksmith character, like this horror uh, slasher sort of killer was really interesting. There's a kill in this that I thought was so inventive with his name and what he does. And uh, I, I really enjoyed this. I really loved overall uh, the Malvolia segment uh, from Jennifer Nangle, who she directs as well, uh, that her segment. I, I just think it was really cool. So I'll stop gushing about that. Um, you can check this out on Tubi actually for free, or you can pick up the physical copy of the Blu-ray, which I did from Screen Team Releasing. So I've given you a little bit of indie. I've given you a little bit of low budget and some things um, 
you know, that are coming to streaming. But I also wanted to talk about some of the bigger budget movies that are sort of uh, still in theaters and are, are still pretty, pretty much going strong. And uh, one of them I was completely surprised by, and uh, that is Saw X. And, you know, to be honest, um, I've come around to appreciating the franchise. Uh, I've rewatched them all, you know, all of them for a second time and even some for a third. And uh, I understand the story now, no matter how convoluted it can be at times. Um, but this one is directed by Kevin Ruturt, and uh, it was released the very last weekend of September. It's still going pretty strong, actually, in the theater. I think it's still like the third um, the third from the top. So it's, it's doing great. Um, but this one is inserted cleverly between Saw and Saw 2. So I think the directors, the team did a really good job. Uh, of course, this one has Tobin Bell and Shawnee Smith back as Jigsaw and Amanda Young, respectively. Um, so this one is about hoping for a miraculous cure. John Kramer travels to Mexico for a risky and experimental medical procedure, only to discover the entire operation is a scam to defraud the most vulnerable. Armed with a newfound purpose, the infamous serial killer uses deranged and ingenious traps to turn the tables on the con artists. So this one has done really well. Like I said, in the theaters, it will probably have at least another sequel, I'm imagining, from especially from the way it ends. Um, even if it doesn't, it just fits nicely in with the franchise. Uh, it gets back to basics with storytelling. It gives you a really interesting um villainous crew that Jigsaw is is attempting to teach a lesson to and uh, really good traps this time around. Uh, love seeing Amanda Young back, especially with the the, the pig mask and the getup. I, I always love that. Um, if I had one gripe about it, I wish that Billy the Puppet may have been uh, a little bit stronger of a presence in it. He's in it, but he, Jigsaw doesn't use him that much. And so I did miss that aspect of it, but uh, it made it made up for it with story. And the story for this, I think, has been one of my favorites. And this one actually um, is is one of the best reviewed uh, Saw entries. And uh, yeah, I think you should check it out in theaters. It was a good time, full audience. Uh, we had a lot of time in the audience watching it because there were a lot of people that were squirming. A lot of people were yelling out and uh, it was really fun. So I hope that you uh, get to check it out while it's in theaters. And, and uh, if not, it will be, I'm sure, streaming soon. All right. So the last one that I wanted to talk about was The Exorcist Believer. And uh, this one is uh, directed by David Gordon Green. Oh, actually, I forgot to tell you. Um, my, my apologies. So 1031 Part 3, I would say out of 10, I would rate that probably like a 6 out of 10. Um, for Saw X, I would say it's probably an 8 out of 10. Um, really strong for me. Um, the Exorcist Believer um, is one that we recently caught over the weekend. And um, this is directed by David Gordon Green. Um, it is the starting point for what is supposed to be a trilogy. And this is intended to be a follow-up to the original. Um, there's a lot of people online. It seems David Gordon Green has um, this 
way, and it's he's maybe not intentional, but of of dividing horror audiences. Uh, it's it's sometimes it could be a love it or hate it uh, sort of film. Um, he did that famously, obviously, with the Halloween trilogy that he recently um, you know had out in theaters. Um, you know, those had their highs and lows for me. Um, not ones that I would constantly revisit, and even thought maybe one of them that I didn't really necessarily like as well, Halloween Kills, has actually been uh, growing on me. But um, I, I had my ups and downs with with his trilogy. I wasn't super excited for Exorcist Believer, to be honest, because I've never been that attached to the Exorcist franchise. Um, so I wasn't necessarily, um, you know, expecting much out of this. Um, what I did expect of from this, though, is I did expect to have uh, some really good uh, scary setups with some possessed two children in this, which is what, you know, he was basically uh, offering. But essentially, uh, when his daughter, Angela, and her friend Catherine show signs of demonic possession, it unleashes a chain of events that forces single father Victor Fielding to confront evil. Terrified and desperate, he seeks out Chris McNeil, the only person alive who's witnessed anything like it before. Um, so... I, I can't say I disliked it, um, and I can't say I liked it. It's kind of a weird limbo place to kind of hang in for this. Um, I can't say that I really feel like it needs a sequel or another after that. Um, there are some cameos, of course, that we all know about uh, in it. Um, they actually feel like they didn't need to be in the movie, especially Chris McNeil. I didn't feel like she needed to be in the movie. Um, I wasn't really a fan of how long it took to uh, get to where it was going. And it just felt like there was a lot of characters that really weren't developed at all. Um, and there's not a lot of the two possessed girls in this. It, there is a lot of, uh, of religious figures that are intermingling. And the father, uh, Tanner, in this, played by Leslie Autumn Jr., which he does a really good job, but then you also have the other girl's family that um, don't really feel like they're developed at all. So I don't know. I it just uh, it just didn't work. And then there's some CGI in this that really was unnecessary. And so after watching this, and I was like, eh, you know, I, I didn't really care for it. I go home. I end up watching the original Exorcist because I hadn't seen it in years, and uh, I just felt scared like still after watching it, rewatching this, uh, the original movie. And uh, there's just so many elements of that that worked. And I didn't get any of that in the new one. And I, I didn't, I mean, there was like maybe a jump scare that worked. And then maybe there was a um, an ending element that was like, oh, okay. But it didn't feel like it fit in that universe. And so I encourage you to check it out and let me know what you think of it. Uh, was not a fan. I think it's like a five out of 10 for me. It didn't really work. Um, but yeah, so that is Exorcist Believer, um, which is doing really well in theaters. Probably not enough uh, because of word of mouth and the critics have sort of tore it apart. So uh, if you get to check it out, let me know. All right, so I recently, to switch gears, I got to to read a couple books. Um, I think these would be great for spooky season reading, uh, really any time, but if you're looking for some, um, some creepy um, vibes for the October season, I think you'll get a lot out of these. The first one is How to Sell a Haunted House. 
When Louise finds her parents have died, she dreads going home. She doesn't want to leave her daughter with her ex and fly to Charleston. She doesn't want to deal with her family home, stuffed to the rafters with the remnants of her father's academic career and her mother's lifelong obsession with puppets and dolls. She doesn't want to learn to live without the two people who knew and loved her best in the world. Most of all, she doesn't want to deal with her brother Mark, who never left their hometown, gets fired from one job after another, and resents her success. Unfortunately, she'll need his help to get the house ready for sale because it'll take more than some new paint on the walls and clearing out a lifetime of memories to get this place on the market. But some houses don't want to be sold, and their home has other plans for both of them. So this is one of those that really surprised me. I'm not going to talk about it, really many aspects about it, other than I highly recommend it. I think it's been one of my favorite books from Grady Hendrix. Um that I've read. I have read uh, Final Girls Club and I have read his sort of paperbacks from hell, um, which I appreciate. But this one I think worked for me because I was not, ex I was expecting something and then I got completely uh, turned on my head about what was actually happening. And um, there has, there's elements in this that uh, I appreciate in horror overall. So I really liked his storytelling, his character development, and this was fantastic. There are story arcs there are character arcs and there are some um reveals that i just makes you feel differently about characters and so i think he expertly did a great job with this book um this is one that i would completely recommend and completely uh reread again and out of 10 i would say this was probably a solid nine out of ten uh for me uh really really good uh, i highly highly recommend this for you all right. And so the last book recommendation is coming from Christopher Golden. It's called All Hollows. It's Halloween night, 1984, in Coventry, Massachusetts, and two families are unraveling. Up and down the street, horrifying secrets are being revealed, and all the while, mixed in with trick-or-treaters of all ages, four children who do not belong are walking door-to-door, -door, merging with the kids of Parmenter Road. Children in vintage costumes with faded, eerie makeup. They seem terrified and beg the neighborhood kids to hide them away to keep them safe from the cunning man. There's a small clearing in the woods now that there has never been before and a black thorn tree that doesn't belong at all. These odd children claim that the cunning man is coming for them and they want the local kids to protect them. But with families falling apart and the neighborhood splintered by bitterness, who will save the children of Permenter Road? So uh, Christopher Golden is a Bram Stoker award-winning author. Um, he's known for his supernatural thrillers that are set in deadly and distant locales. Um, so this, the tagline for this one is, the one night when everything is a mask. And uh, this was really fun. This was the perfect read for the Halloween season because it, it goes by very quickly. It does read almost like a movie adaption or even like a large extended um, anthology adaption, uh, novelization, I should say. Um, so I, I dug the, the mythos that Golden builds and I dug some of the violence in this and I really enjoyed the characters. So this is one that definitely fit the spooky season. Um, I read this over a few days, actually. It didn't take me very long, but um, it was just, it was just, I wanted to find out what was happening. And, and I think uh, it worked. So if you need another recommendation for a new spooky read, uh, All Hollows by Christopher Golden may scratch that itch for you. 
So I've barely taken a breath. I've given you all kinds of recommendations for movies, all kinds of recommendations for books, and uh, that's pretty much it for this episode. Uh, I appreciate you all taking the time to listen to my episode and give me feedback and uh, enjoy the spooky season. I hope to have an episode again this month. Uh, I'll be reviewing a couple others that are coming out. One is called Suitable Flesh, and uh, I also want to review the Five Nights at Freddy's, the Puppet Man. There's just so much coming out. So as always, stay safe, stay spooky, and reach out to me on Facebook, Horamino, and at Fatal Follower Presents at Gmail. Bye-bye.